Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Middle of the week. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Michael Mergens producing for us today. Bob out. He'll be back tomorrow, but good show for you today. Patrick McGee with NOLA.com coming up a little later, and then we're going to talk to Southern Miss Volleyball head coach Jenny Hazelwood, the Lady Eagles just landing up in the beautiful state of Virginia as they take on Old Dominion the next couple days. Lot lot in play this weekend for volleyball. They can move up in the uh, Sun Belt standings and uh, get a better, better seed for the uh, the tournament. This is the last um, last weekend of regular season play uh, in the Sun Belt uh, volleyball. So we'll talk to Coach Hazelwood in uh, just a little while. First segment is always brought to you by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Uh, the hometown team at 50 Cross Creek Parkway in Hattiesburg, out by Turtle Creek Mall. All kinds of great meats. Of course, they have sausage and pulled pork, brisket, ribs, and all the fixings. Of course, uh, if you eat in store, you can wash it down with that big yellow cup. Or uh, Dickie's can cater your next event. Dickie's Barbecue, cooked here, loved everywhere. Kelly Sander, big news today coming out of Conway, South Carolina, as the Golden Eagles get ready for a uh, a, a PM matchup on Saturday against the Chanticleers. This is big news. And it's not necessarily good news if you're a Chanticleer fan is that uh, their stud starting quarterback is out. It will be out for the foreseeable future. Um, and that means, you know, obviously the Eagles now can prepare for a different quarterback. Although, and I know we're going to break down the numbers between the starter and the backup, but but his backup is certainly capable in the opportunities that he's had to play. He's he's done. He's been very serve more than serviceable, I would say. Yeah, big news about an hour ago, or about two hours ago, it was twelve o'clock Central time or Eastern time, I should say. Grayson McCall, two-time Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year, has uh, been sidelined now for three to six weeks. He's got a foot injury that he suffered in the third quarter against Appalachian State last week. So Grayson McCall already um, this year, 21 touchdowns um, so far in his uh, in this campaign. Only one interception. He's only thrown seven interceptions um, in his career. He's rushed this year for, for four touchdowns. So Grayson McCall, um, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, he is out, and he's going to be out for the foreseeable future. And so Kelly Center, as you mentioned, um, next up is Bryce Carpenter. He's a senior, 6'1", 200, 
from Sarasota, Florida. He played a lot uh, about a, a few years back when uh, before Grayson McCall was the starter at Coastal Carolina. Just kind of his um, statistics, the best year that he had was in 2019. Um, he threw for 927 yards and eight touchdowns for his career. And I'll give a shout-out to our, our good friend uh, Patrick McGee of Hattiesburg um, throwing out some of these stats for us. He's a fifth-year senior. He's thrown 270 passes in his career, career completion percentage of 64%, touchdown-to-interception ratio, 18 uh, touchdowns, only five picks. Nathan Lee said this off-air to, to you and me. They did use him a couple weeks ago almost like a Taysom, Taysom Hill type against Marshall back on October 29th. He rushed 13 times for 38 yards and a touchdown through uh, one pass last week against App State, and it was a touchdown for 31 yards. So, uh, you know, a, a very, very serviceable backup quarterback in Bryce Carpenter. And until, you know, and I know, you know, talking to Will Hall, Bob Getty was talking to Will Hall yesterday, and when Coach Hall kind of gave that very quick answer, oh, yeah, we're going to play a lot of quarterbacks, I sense, I sense that Coach Hall is really frustrated with his own quarterback situation, and regardless of what's going on with the Chanticleers, it just seems to me that until this quarterback situation, whatever it's going to be with Southern Miss, gets ironed out, there's just no set course that you can take going forward. And, and Nathan, the super intern here, is, is agreeing with me here. Because when you look at the depth chart going into this game Saturday for Southern Miss, three guys listed. Yeah. All right. You, you, got, you got Trey Lowe, you got Zach Wilkie, and you got – Jake Lang, right? So any of the three, and maybe all three, super back with Frank Gore. But I just sense by the way that Coach Hall deflected that question that he is getting a little bit, and it's just the nature of the business, but I think he's getting a little bit frustrated with his own quarterback situation and wishes he could hang his hat on one guy and ride. But which has been part of the success that the Chanticleers have had. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that Grayson McCall's two-time Sunbelt player of the year at the quarterback position. But again, until Southern misses somehow gets smoothed out, I just it's just going to be really difficult going forward. Yeah, you mentioned the, the depth chart. Of course, they released it on Wednesday. And yet that quarterback position, normally we may see like an or, you know, at a skill position. Uh, but the quarterback position, not one or, two ors. Zach Wilkie or Jake Lang or Trey Lowe. All three guys in the bold print, which means any of them um, could could start. couple more notes on the depth chart. Kyron Barnes starting at right tackle. We do find Jacarius Caston's name back in at the Z wide receiver position. Uh, Ty Mims or Jacarius Caston. Caston's been down a few weeks with injury, so good to see uh, his name um, back uh, on there. But, yeah, as you said, um, I, I, I'm tempted to think, and this is just gut, I, I'm tempted to think we will see probably the Superback more than what we've seen it all year, possibly. And, I mean, Lee Roberts and, and you and me and Bob talked about this uh, Monday. I, I just think that Trey Lowe is going to play a lot. Whether he gets a start or not, you, you kind of think they may start with him. Uh, but you got to feel like uh, he's the guy that you know led the offense to two touchdowns last week against Georgia State, and uh, he's the guy that maybe you got to go with and and give him not one drive or two drives, but you know a sustained presence in the ball game to see what he can do for sure in the short in the short term, right? But he's got limited shelf life, whereas Wilkie 
doesn't. Wilkie's got a lot of shelf life left. So I just I just sense that Coach Hall's a little frustrated. He really wants Wilkie to be the guy because that's the future. And look, you know, the news with the Shanna Clears with McCall being out, the Eagles have struggled with running quarterbacks. And Bryce Carpenter runs the ball a little bit better than McCall. So I don't know how good the news is necessarily. I mean, obviously, again, you're dealing with two-time Sunbelt Player of the Year not being in the lineup for Coastal. But Carpenter being a running quarterback can give you a whole different set of problems. And as you've mentioned, Luke, very serviceable. So it changes, although it is the backup quarterback, he presents a different set of challenges that the Eagles are going to have to deal with on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, just a couple more, couple more notes on Bryce Carpenter. The year that he played the most, so when he played in 11 games in 2019, that year he threw for 927 yards, but he also rushed for 390 yards. Uh, last year he rushed for 217 yards, 892 yards he's rushed for in his career. And keep in mind, if if, if you haven't watched Coastal this year, it's almost like a triple option scheme out of the shotgun. So it's almost like a spread option. And so Carpenter fits that that type of mold. And, Kelly, like you said, maybe just a tad better runner um, than, than Grayson McCall. And, and most of the teams in the Sun Belt this year have crapped the bed at least once. Mm-hmm. All right, the Eagles crapped the bed last week. You had Coastal Carolina, you know, got beat by Old Dominion at Coastal. Nobody saw that coming. So both of these teams have had their mulligans, right? Yep. And, and you would expect that, that both teams to play their best. And all things being equal, you know, Coastal's going to be the favorite uh, in this game as the Eagles still look for that, uh, that sixth win that would get them ball eligible. I think Eagles right now eleven and a half point dog. If it hadn't moved at all today, it's, but I mean, dropped down to five and a half actually after the news. So, oh wow, um, impacted it majorly. There you go. Well, you know, for the Eagles, you were already practicing. You were already, you know, uh, working on a running quarterback. So that doesn't change. Uh, your your concepts, your schemes um, don't change. If there he is a sixty four percent, you know, uh, completion rate for his uh, for his career, but you got to think maybe uh, your secondary. You know, won't be facing a, a guy like McCall. Um, we'll talk about this more in the fourth segment, but Kelly, I, w- I want to mention this. Uh, big news today out of Southern Miss track and field. Of course, uh, I was still out, but you guys had on, uh, you know, the track, the, the cross country, uh, conference champions. Today, uh, Southern Miss head cross, co- cross country coach Nick Gibson has been named the women's coach of the year, uh, today. That's huge. First year in the Sun Belt, Nick Gibson, coach of the year. Well, they won the they won the title. So I mean, naturally, you know, you he would certainly deserve it based on on that. And look, the Eagles over the years have been an asterisk, you know, in some of these different some of the minor sports. Cross country, with all due respect, is a minor sport, but it is still a title. And you know, we've got Coach Hazelwood coming on later in the show. And really, other than the improvement of the football team, one of the key sports stories this fall has been how this volleyball team yep. had was flatlined, yep. right? And not only yep. has it picked up a pulse, it's got a strong beating heart, and uh, they might be able to do some damage in Absolutely. that Sun Belt tournament. Yeah, I look forward to talking to Coach Hazelwood in the in the third segment. We should also mention Olivia Wardziak uh, listed as the freshman runner of the year. So congratulations to Cross Country, Nick Gibson, the Sun Belt Coach of the Year. We're going to step aside for our first commercial break. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com joins us. We'll talk Southern Miss. What more has to be said about Grayson McCall being injured, and then we'll maybe lick the uh, the wounds, our wounds, from the Saints getting beat up. Eagle Hour continues on Wednesday. Yeah, talk about crap in the bed. 
Southern Miss to the top. From the Southern Bancorp Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg, I'm Kelly Sander along with producer-engineer Michael Mergens. Super intern Nathan Lee over here to my right. And then in Laurel, what the beautiful city? Is that what they call it, Luke? City beautiful. Oh, city beautiful. The uh, city beautiful. Okay, Luke Johnson is in Laurel. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at Campus Bookmark, the bright yellow building. I'm not even talking gold. I'm talking yellow, like battery-operated yellow <laughs> across from the main entrance of Southern Miss on, on Hardy Street. And this is just in time for Christmas now. We've talked about all the swag, all the clothing and stuff that has Southern Miss logos, but you got every type of plate, mug, mm. cup, glass, ashtray, license plate tag, anything with a Southern perfect for Christmas. So if you're playing Dirty Santa or whatever and you got a $5 limit or however any of that stuff works, they can take care of you. All things Southern Miss at campusbookmart.net or on the web, campusbookmart.net 24-7. Patrick McGee joins us now from NOLA.com, where the Saints are trying to figure out how good they are or how bad the Raiders are after being completely manhandled by the Baltimore Ravens. And as a Bengals fan, I was really hoping that the Saints could have pulled one off. So we'll start with the Saints and then work in to talk about Southern Miss Patrick. What in the world? Yeah, I mean it was it was a game I expected the Saints to probably lose, but the way they lost was pretty bad. Uh offensively they were pretty inept and you know it was no surprise that Lamar Jackson was able to, to move on them, but they just they had no answer and the offense couldn't stay on the field. Uh you know, it, it was a little bit surprising because the Offense for the Saints overall, I mean, this top five in the NFL, you know, I guess NFL and moving the ball, but they just kept stubbing her toe. I mean, but on Monday, they just got moved. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. And we'll, we'll see. I mean, the Steelers game is pretty winnable this uh, Sunday, but uh, the Saints, they, they take one step forward, then there's two steps back. It's, it's you know, it's this, this team kind of seems kind of snake bit at this point. Well, it, it seems interesting to me that everybody was talking about, including us on this program, how Andy Dalton is serviceable. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's been on some decent teams in Cincinnati, not great teams, but has been serviceable as a quarterback, but then, you know, uh, really hit a mm-hmm. clunker, you know, on, on Monday mm-hmm. night. Uh, and so, which leads you to ask the question again, are people reflecting upon the Dennis Allen hire? Was this also a mistake, perhaps in retrospect? It doesn't. It doesn't feel good for a lot of people right now. It. It. You just don't feel any type of like decisive leadership. He's a different character on the sideline. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, it, it, there's not a great vibe right now, and a lot of these games they've lost, they've looked pretty bad in. Even the the season opener against the Falcons that they won, they were pretty awful for ninety percent of that football game. So uh, the personnel's there. They've been banged up, yeah, off and on. But uh, that's no excuse for really kind of where they're at right now, where they it, they just didn't seem even all that competitive uh, on Monday. And I wanna, I'm want i going to turn you over to Luke in just a second. But this is my contention that it is time that the Saints cut bait with Michael Thomas. I mean, the, the guy can't – look, great receiver – for two games a year, uh, but I mean, he, he just can't stay healthy. This guy. No, it's it's probably time to move on. And Thomas is, was great when he's healthy, and he's just he's at a point in his career where he just can't stay on the field. 
so what good is he, right? I mean, I, I, that sounds yeah. terrible, but I mean, uh, when you're talking about human beings like cattle, but in the NFL, I mean, you're only as good as your last game, and he's just not able to get on the field. Luke, what do you make of uh, the Saints situation? You know, I will say this. I'm not taking up for Dalton, but there was a bunch of times like he was sacked within like two and a half seconds of the snap. I mean, mm-hmm. in a, I mean, when you're going, you know, five to seven uh, step drop back game, I mean, you, 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 you can't do anything. You might as well just kneel down. You'll actually gain a couple yards if you just do that. So uh, that that was a big problem. Patrick, it, is it legitimate to say that like Dennis Allen could get fired at the end of this year? No, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not in the know on that, so it's kind of hard for me to say. But I, I don't rule out anything in the NFL. I mean, uh, these, uh, every one of these teams is pretty decisive in how they go about things, and uh, and, and there's very little patience now in the NFL. And up to this point, you know, Dennis Allen hasn't has been a very good head coach in the NFL. He's been a good defensive coordinator, uh, but you know that track record continues from his time with the Raiders. So. Uh, he, he's probably, you know, at this point, you would think, you know, you see the results for the Saints and everything up to this point. He's probably not a head coach. You know, he's probably yeah. a defensive coordinator. So, I, you know, I think, yeah, it's possible. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I just couldn't say one way or the other if that if I, you know, expect that. Um, I'm, I'm talking out of my head now, but, I mean, is there a situation where Taysom gets more snaps at quarterback? Well, I mean, you can make an argument that they could eventually move to Taysom uh, I mean, you look at his career as a starting quarterback, he's won well, 80% of the games he started, something like that. The only real game I remember him struggling as a quarterback was the game he got hurt uh, last season. I forget exactly who they were playing against, and he threw like two or three interceptions. But, heck, he was back there throwing the hand that was really injured. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I mean, yeah, I, I could you know, I could see them even trying to, to make that move at some point. I mean, this team. It's still a hunt for the playoffs, and it, you know at some point you got to make a decision that gives your team a best chance to win. Dalton and, and Winston are just two very inconsistent uh, quarterbacks, and you kind of know what you're getting out of Taysom every time, as long as he's out there and healthy. Yeah, what's what's wild is, I mean, you <laughs> you look at this; they're only like one game out of the lead. Yeah, I mean, that's what's I know, crazy. I know. And so, you know, the, the thought with Taysom is, if you can't block, and you're only going to give your quarterback less than three seconds to throw the ball. At mm-hmm. least Taysom can move. Last question for me, and then we'll, uh, Kelly's got someone may shift to Southern Miss. Uh, the only bright spot on the field really for me was Olave. I mean, what, what a talent. You talk mm-hmm. about how Thomas isn't, uh, going to be out there. Olave can play a long time in New Orleans. His route running was impeccable the other night. Yeah. And, you know, out of all the moves they made this season through the draft, I think Olave, you know, is kind of the dude going forward. He's going to be your number one guy in New Orleans at receiver. And that gives you something to build around it on offense as a passing game. Uh, whoever's a quarterback next season has a, has a pretty true blue number one. Uh, you just have to make sure you have a group that's pretty solid around him. Maybe they can bring Landry back in and he can stay healthy for another year, uh, even though he's kind of entering that kind of uh, uh, that point in his career. He's getting a little bit older, but he's still a good receiver when he's out there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you have a good receiver that's probably going to be your number one for a good long while. So that's, that's something to build on. One final NFL question, Patrick. Just from some of the things that I've been reading, and I'm reading between the lines here, that some NFL teams are hinting that they think, and I'm being serious here, that the Indianapolis Colts are tanking, not on purpose, and they're not trying to make it look like they're tanking, but that they're tanking so that they can get themselves in a good position to get a career quarterback, which is what they feel like they have been lacking. Is Have we gotten into a world now where, I mean, is that conceivable 
to you at all, especially since the new head coach is a guy who's never coached anywhere above high school? Yeah, well, I mean, they wouldn't be the first team to kind of tank, you know, at least pull back a little bit uh, going into the second half of the season. I mean, that was – you hear what the owner says and everything. I mean, that was just nuts. I mean, it just doesn't seem like a very stable situation here in, in the Indianapolis. You know, it's you're kind of – you know, not that Jeff Saturday isn't a smart guy, but he's had zero experience at the college or pro level as a coach. So, yeah, it seems really weird. I, I, don't, I don't know if they're tanking or it's just – Somebody that's not in the right mind making decisions. So we'll see. Well, I don't. I don't think Frank Wright is is the the main problem with the Indianapolis. Coach. I agree. I, I agree. I th- I think Frank Reich's been a pretty stable hand. Yeah, uh, I thought Reich was fine, and and has proven that he can he can win. But speaking of quarterbacks, unstable or not, that seems to be Southern Miss's big problem now is uh, rock yeah. paper scissors as to who's going to quarterback this football team, and will it be for more than one week? Can the importance of the quarterback position and stability at quarterback ever be understated, Patrick McGee? No. Uh, I mean, it's it's huge. you got to have somebody, you know, have a couple of guys who are competent. And the, the situation for Southern Miss the last two years at quarterback has been pretty astonishing. Um, and it sounds like Will Hall is going to – Put everybody back out there. I mean, I think you'll see Trelo and Wilkie and Lang and Gore and and Tavius Willis. I mean, it, it's it's going to be a plethora of quarterbacks. Just everything you hear out of him, or maybe he's just trying to make Coastal Carolina think a little bit about it. It's yeah, the it was, it's been pretty inconsistent. You have reasons to be encouraged with Wilkie and, and, and his future, but you don't want his confidence to be really shot. I mean. He's got to get be more consistent as a passer. He has a good arm, but you just see him make throws. You're just kind of scratching your head. Either he just didn't have his feet right or what. But yeah, I mean, uh, I think Will Hall said some of the fact that yeah, we're the only team in the conference that doesn't have an established quarterback, and that's and that's true. And it's hard to win football games, but that defense, as good as it is, it's always going to give them a chance. But they just got their butt cooked, kicked in everywhere you can imagine by Georgia State. Um, last question, about, about 30 seconds left. Uh, Grayson McCall out uh, for mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina. Uh, a running quarterback inserted. You would think that uh, it still presents a pretty formidable challenge for the Eagles. Yeah, I would expect Coastal Carolina to still be the favorite, uh, especially if the offense plays. Is, you know, It's tough to go up there and win. Coastal's a good team, a well-coached team. So it's going to be really hard to go up there and surprise those guys and beat them. But, you know, you never know. I mean, you remember that UTSA game last season where Southern Miss really went in and, and, and put a scare into them. It, it can happen, uh, but you got to think Coastal Carolina, even if the, you know, the spread is shrunk, I think Coastal Carolina's got a good chance to win that game. All Patrick, right. we appreciate your time, man. Thanks for joining us. Alright, thanks guys. We'll talk volleyball. Jenny Hazelwood, the head coach of the Lady Eagles next when the Eagle Hour continues after these commercial messages. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Eagle Hour continues on a Wednesday. Appreciate Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. Joining us in that second segment, Eagle Hour, of course, on a plethora of podcasts and platforms. 
Google Play, Apple Podcasts, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, tune Audible. You can find us anywhere. Just type in Super Talk Eagle Hour. Uh, and if you missed, uh, if you missed the top of the hour, Grayson McCall, quarterback for Coastal Carolina, out for three to six weeks. He'll be out um, this week. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Fourth Street Bar and Grill, located on Fourth Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. All right, let's go up to the to the state of Virginia. Southern Miss uh, women's volleyball coach Jenny Hazelwood joins us now. Her Lady Eagles, seventeen and nine overall, nine and five in conference. Coach, this is the last meet, uh, last match of uh, last two matches of the regular season, and uh, you guys just just got up to Virginia. Yep, we sure did. We landed and we're headed to the hotel now. <laughs> Good stuff. Glad you guys got up there safely. So the Lady Eagles have won four out of the last five matches. Uh, you took two from Arkansas uh, State, took two from Georgia State, split with Louisiana. What are you looking for your ladies this weekend now that you've got this momentum going? Well, I mean, we've just continued to try to build each match, each weekend on what we've been doing and get a little bit better um, in, in areas we need to be better in and, you know, our, like we've said all season long, that we want to be playing our best volleyball come tournament time. So, you know, we're, we are doing that. We're continually improving every time we get on the court, whether it's practice or in our matches. The uh, you we won't put words in your mouth, but from our observation, our simpleton observation, the West Division harder this year than than the East, and of course your Lady Eagles, you're in third right now, seven and five in the division. Troy and South Al, uh, one above you, Texas State eleven and one, and uh, the team that you just split with Louisiana a game behind you. So really important for your ladies to have a good outing this weekend, and as you get ready for tournament play next week. Yeah, I mean, it, it has been. Our division has been so tough and really, you know, so many teams capable of beating each other and, and did beat each other. So, you know, we split with South Al, we split with Troy. Um, and so it, it's it's been a lot of fun um, to be on a side that's so competitive. And, yeah, it matters for seeding in the tournament because we seed by your division, the East or the West division. But at the same time, we all know that we're going to be well battle-tested by the time we get into the conference tournament. Kelly? When you look at, uh, when you look at the, the tournament coming up, and again, you do have some work. And, and might I say, Coach Jenny, and I'm not saying this to be patronizing. I, I mentioned this you know, earlier in the show. Other than the improvement of the football team, I really think that, that the dramatic improvement of the volleyball program this year is really a story that needs to be brought to light if people have not noticed so far. I congratulate you on that. Um, but go, looking, looking forward to the, the rest of the end of the season, but then to tournament play as well. Sometimes the Sun Belt, like in soccer, they didn't take all the teams all right, in soccer. So kind of educate us as to how the Sun Belt tournament will be set up. Well, that was something that we as a coaches group really pushed for, um, for all the teams to be taken to the tournament. We cannot play a double round robin. And so, you know, just how how do you equitably make sure that, you know, everybody from the conference, you know, it's like, well, we played this team, we played that team. So, um, and so volleyball, I think, is a little easier than soccer, too, because, I mean, but theoretically, in this tournament, if someone in the first round upsets people along the way, they could play on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 
And um, so, you know, uh, soccer, I don't know how many miles you freaking run in a game, but I can't imagine <laughs> doing that that many days in a row. Right. So I have to think maybe that has a little bit to do with it as well. But everybody will go to the tournament, and then how will seedings work? And it, this is a little bit different as well. Yeah, for sure. So because we we play everybody on our side, every, we play everybody on the west, and the other side plays everybody on the east twice, and then we have four crossover matches. Well, those four crossover matches are not counting towards what seed we get. It's, it's how you finish just in your division among division opponents. So, um, you know, we only have our, you know, cross, a crossover left. Um, so there's, every, I mean, basically pretty much everybody has crossovers left. So we know pretty much that we'll be the fourth seed. Yeah, because so when you're at ODU, that's not really even, even going to matter as you're in the Commonwealth, right? Uh, the, the Correct. Com- now, it, now, they do award an overall champion. So right now, James Madison is in the lead in that race. Um, but, you know, we're still looking to finish as high as we can in the overall um, regular season, you know, just because obviously that it, it shows just <laughs> of the work that, that we've done. So that is still, you know, something huge in our minds. Coach, the final question I have before I turn you back to Luke, uh, Pearl River has added junior has added women's volleyball at the junior college level. I know that some other schools are in the process. Luke, I think Jones is also in the planning yep, stages, right, of, of adding volleyball. What will that mean to a Division One program like Southern Miss to have uh, some of the junior colleges have their uh, women's volleyball programs up and running? First, I think it's amazing that so many more athletes have opportunities to play beyond high school. And, um, you know, especially we're in a state in Mississippi where, you know, there's still quite a few players that don't get started in the game until late. And, um, you know, volleyball is a very skilled sport. So, you know, someone can be a phenomenal athlete, but if they don't have the skill quite yet, you know, it, it could be tough for them to maybe jump right into a higher level program. So having the junior colleges in Mississippi and, and those coaches are, doing a great job you know they're serious about building and being good and so we build a a really strong junior college system in our state that that's gonna work wonders for uh, all the programs and we're just so excited just for more opportunities for athletes to play Coach, uh, you kind of crushed my soul, I'm going to be honest, because I was, like, super excited. I was like, I'm going to pull for James Madison. I'm going to pull for Georgia Southern, and we're going to leapfrog South Al and Troy anyway. But it is important because uh, Old Dominion's 6-4, and four, and we're 7-5, and five, and so you can still, you know, do some, some damage, set some uh, set some tempo for uh, for the conference next week. But I just want to talk about, for a minute, just looking at the, the statistics, I mean, what what has Mia Wesley meant to your team this year? I mean, 466 kills right now. I'm just afraid to be in the same county as her. <laughs> well, yeah, she, what she does is pretty remarkable because, I mean, the teams we play against know that we're going to set her the ball. Um, and they know, you know, a lot of their game plan is trying to slow her down, and um, she still finds ways to score a lot of points, and not just attacking-wise, but her serve. I mean, she's got the best serve in the 
country, one of the best servers in the country, and the best in our conference. And she's, I think, third in the country in aces per set right now. So, um, you know, she just she just does a lot for us. Um, but it, but it's cool too because um, you know she's super, you know, big on supporting her teammates. Like she's she's been a little upset that Kinsey hasn't gotten better of the week yet. Like things like that that she just will say to me, she's mad that that hasn't happened. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, she, she definitely has an instinct to just score a lot of points. You mentioned that, like, yeah. How in the world does Kenzie Smith not? She has a she has over a thousand this year, a thousand forty eight. Yeah, um, I don't really know, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I can't you know fault there. There are a couple of other setters. Emily Dewalt's really good for sure at um, Texas State, and then Troy's setter. I mean, I, when we played against them, I was impressed with her. Um, so I think she's gotten it. I, she might have only gotten it once, too, though. Um, and so, uh, honestly, because it's not just coaches voting, it's coaches and the sports information people vote within yeah. that. Um, and, and I'm not really sure what people <laughs> look for um, <laughs> because there have been times that Kenzie led and, you know, kills for set for, I mean, you know, her, I mean, our team led and game percentage and all that kind of stuff. And she has missed assist and all, all the numbers. And then other times where we've won and she was like second in the numbers. And I, you know, she, she hasn't gotten it. And when, you know, there's plenty of time she's deserving, but still going to obviously, you know, push for her to be all conference because. Sure. She's definitely one of the best setters in our conference, and it's not close. And Luke, I got to tell you, I'm I'm getting, and I just want to vent for a second. I'm getting a little bit annoyed with South Allen Troy. We're new in this Sun Belt deal, <laughs> but but I'm really <laughs> getting a little yeah. bit annoyed with uh, South we'll, Allen. We'll Troy. take care of them. We'll, yeah. we'll take care of them. Coach. About 20 seconds left. Uh, a fairly young team for you, but 17 wins in your first season. I know you're excited about the the young players getting a taste of of high level volleyball to set the rest of their career for the trajectory's sake. For sure, I mean, yeah, we we have um, some key people graduating, but so many outstanding players returning, and we're just excited about the future because for us, we just want to keep building on the great season that we're having right now and move further ahead in the future. We'll take care of them. Take care of those monarchs, and uh, we'll we'll see y'all back in Hattiesburg next week. All right, thanks. It's Coach Jenny Hazelwood as her Lady Eagles on the volleyball court uh, tomorrow and Friday against the Lady Monarchs of Old Dominion. Wish them all the best and hope for uh, a sweep. Step aside for our last commercial break. Eagle Hour continues from the Southern Maycore Studios. Stick with us. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. This final segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at D1 and D-Bat Training on Hardy Street or Highway 98 if you're a Hattiesburger in the old uh, Gaddy Town location. You're going to notice later on this week, temperatures at night are going to be getting down into the 30s, folks. The 30s. Finally, some of these cooler temperatures, well, downright cold temperatures will be moving in, but that shouldn't stop your youngster from getting their cuts in uh, if they're ready, getting ready for softball and baseball season. They can do that at D1 and D-Bat 
state-of-the-art training facility clean. It's one thing that uh, COVID has really taught a lot of places is, I mean, it is meticulous in there. You can set those machines to fastballs, curveballs, however you want. Also, you can get in the best shape of your life, take uh, advantage of the pro shop. They've got everything for you at D1 and DBAT training, uh, the big facility there on Highway 98. Coach Will Hall and the Eagles getting ready for Coastal Carolina. Of course, as uh, Luke mentioned earlier in the program, standout quarterback for the Chanticleers, Grayson McCall, out for the next three or four weeks. So essentially the rest of the regular season, Mm -hmm. Chanticleers will be bowling, uh, no doubt. Will Hall made a note that uh, McCall will not be in the lineup this weekend, and here's what he had to say about the Eagles preparing for that likelihood. Uh, No, because we've seen the other guy they play with, you know, and he's a really good player, too. They're going to run their offense regardless. Obviously, McCall's a great, great player. He's a proven player. But, you know, their other quarterback played, you know, last week versus App State and played really well. So uh, we know Coach Chadwell and what they're going to do offensively. They've got a great system. And so we're preparing for, for Coastal's offense regardless of who plays quarterback. Kelly, I think that's important, and that's what people need to remember. That it, it's a good system over there. Of course, Grayson McCall would be the guy you would preferably to do that. But I mean, that system as well that they can put Bryce Carpenter in there, you know, and, and hope to do good things as well. So the Eagles are preparing for a system rather than just one uh, one player. I think that was the big argument in the NFL uh, to the greatness of the guy down in Tampa, the quarterbacks that team uh, when he played for New England. A lot of people said it wasn't necessarily that that quarterback was any good. It was that Coach Belichick's system was really good and that anybody could have been a great quarterback in that system. I think once the two split and the quarterback went down to Tampa, uh, we found out that he's he's okay. Uh, you know that he does okay. You know without he Belichick's does. system. Hey, so, so we have a big decision right now. Do, do, are we going to allow Nathan Lee? Because because mm. somebody put the quietus on him on social media, oh, yeah. so I didn't know if if it was still legal now, uh, Kelly, to bring him, allow him a, a few minutes to speak. Well, and I got to tell you, he's he has taken, you know, because part of being an intern is learning the business, right? Mm. And we all learn sometimes um, what shoe size we wear because we yep. put our foot in our mouth every once in a while. And oh, look, yeah. it's not beyond me forty years in the business. To do that every you've once in a while. You've never said anything you've regretted, not once. It would st- no, not stuff we've regretted. I, I say, yeah, you <laughs> don't care usually. No, and 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 you're correct, not once, but many, many <laughs> times, Luke. I've said things that I've regretted. So, I've got to hand it to you, Nathan. You've taken it like a man, and you understand that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's the best thing you can do. Just be an adult about it. You know, made a mistake, learn from it, live. But again, he grew up in a, in a in an era, Michael Morgan's, where social media is a big deal. I'm not on social media a lot. I wasn't raised around it, so I just don't. And my opinions are not going to influence anybody anyway, nor do their opinions influence mine. So I just kind of stay off of social media, but just kind of the way you're raised. Yeah, me too. I know nothing about it. I'm there. I don't want to be there sometimes, but (laughs) I'm there. But yeah, you have to change your thinking. That's what's Kelly. Kelly tweets about once every two months. I'm looking at his... His uh, timeline right now, October the 9th, July the 13th. Actually, you tweeted two pictures of the uh, Phillies mascot on July the 13th. Uh, Because my son works for the Philadelphia Phillies. May 24th, there's a picture of you drinking milk on April 28th, and then it wasn't until Valentine's Day. So good job, Senator. About one tweet every two months. So it did look like milk? (laughs) 
God. So it ta- anyway, it takes me about a week to tweet because I sit down and write. I think about it before I, I send it. I'm not one oh, of those. Yeah. Just say it. I, I think about it for quite a while. Type it out. Run it past. But actually, jar. actually, this thing with Nathan uh, has been spreading like wildfire. You were at a theater event oh, yeah. on campus at Southern Miss yep. and you were somebody asked if you were air quotes the twitter guy yeah i've been asked a couple times now i've had people that haven't <laughs> talked to me in years be like man that was crazy <laughs> i was like yeah i'm glad that's what got you to talk to me this again. is what we've learned we've learned that southern miss if you didn't know this southern miss twitter is bold yep and explosive and they defend the golden eagles passionate so, you got to respect the passion yeah for sure no I, I, don't, I don't have any problem with that but. and i was telling bob getty earlier this week i'm gonna stay off social media uh during this week because it looks like uh, according to university of illinois baseball schedule they have hattiesburg on there that's right <laughs> yep and for everyone i'm from illinois i lived in champaign for four and a half years so i will be there <laughs> i may have to have someone sew a half a line I have yeah. Southern Miss shirt but just you were, to be safe. But you were yeah. raised in Rockford. Right. Right. So did you ever get to see where the Rockford Peaches yeah. actually played their base with the women's yes. team? Yep. Yeah. Just don't say those dreaded explosive <laughs> words. <laughs> My Illini, Mergens. Yeah. Don't uh, do it. Take it I personally. Did, I said it in front of Bob the other day, though, by accident. <laughs> please so, don't. I'll, please I'll spend don't. a week before I send out that tweet. Well, we've got a couple of shows left in the week. We're going to get you ready for the not more on the Southern Miss football team. We've also got basketball coming up. The Eagles headed up to Vanderbilt, Nashville this weekend. We're in that crossover time of year, football and basketball. We're going to stay on top of everything Southern Miss until tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Into the future I wanna fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.